Jay and Sarah. On the way to work, I love to listen to the morning show. It gets my day going. It makes me laugh. I love it. The Morning Mix-Up. Love your morning, too. On 95.7 The Mix. It's Jane Sarah in the morning mix-up. I said, uh, you know, I had family come over from England, and they got here Sunday. They had been on a cruise. Right. Got into the port in Florida and uh, came up to Valdosta. So my mom was like, first night, we're not going out or doing anything like that. She says, I'll just make a little, you know, just, you know, a little something, nothing, nothing too major. <laughs> So we all get over there, and there's myself and my wife and my daughter and our family from England. There's four of them, my mom, my dad, and we sit down, and she has done just this massive spread. I was like, this this was your, ah, just a little something, something. But that's how she does, because she's still, she still got that mom mode. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And... Okay. I looked at this and I thought, mm, yeah, that's about right. So a survey of about 2,000 moms was done. And it found that moms just about spend almost 100 hours a week on parenting tasks. And this is, in addition to 70% of these women having outside the house jobs. Where wow. do they? Where do 100 they? Hundred hours. Yes. Where do they find the time? Well, they just don't sleep. <laughs> it's so somebody, after listening to all the things that moms did, they were listing the things they did in this survey. They they wrote a job description. It said, now hiring, work from home. Position requires strong ability to multitask. The successful applicant will be able to plan and prepare nutritious meals while maintaining mountains of clean laundry. Provide tutoring, nursing, counseling, and therapy sessions on an as-needed basis. In addition, applicants should also be available for various event planning activities, including birthday parties. The position involves staying up to date on all recommended practices of child development, including but not limited to temper tantrums and adolescent awkwardness. Sleeping and eating not guaranteed for employees. Applicant must have valid driver's license or organize reliable transportation. Expect to work an average of 97 hours a week for 52 weeks per year. Pay range zero to zero. Oh, good. <laughs> Fringe benefits, priceless. Oh. Because there is. I, you know, you, you do all of the sleepless nights and the how do you get the crying baby to stop and it turns into the terrible twos, which then the threes takes over and then the fours and then they turn a little decent for a while but then they start asking awkward questions <laughs> that you don't really feel fully prepared ever to answer and then that just goes right into tween to teenager and voila so i it think is. we should talk mom i'm 37 <laughs> but i'm ready now <laughs> yes that is great I like the job description. I think, I think it's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> well, the job description's great, but they uh, then boiled that down and figured out that um, mom, if you had to pay her, would make $100,460 a year. At least, right? Yes. At 100 hours a, a week. That's when I just want to walk home and tell my husband, you can't afford me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because that's not even the stuff that you do. Like, uh, like I play secretary for him at times and run errands and do other things, right? So that's yeah. It's an interesting little little survey there. It is. I wish they would break that down and do dads and what they do at the house, though, too. You always see this about moms. Um, well, yeah. I, I think, you know, traditionally going back, it was, you know, you had a you had a split, right? And the dads typically went to work and then the moms were, were stayed at home. But that changed. And in the for, 80s. For like a, in the late large, 70s, early 80s. Yeah. It became bit much bigger. Right. And I know I have um, been real conscious about kind of, okay, these let's let's have our assignments so we're not stepping on each other's toes on anything and you know do a lot actually <laughs> it sounds like it. it sounds like you had a busy weekend yeah i can't <laughs> stand up straight right now so there's that. <laughs> in the morning in the morning yeah wake up with jay and sarah on the way to work i love to listen to the morning show it gets my day going it makes me laugh i love it in the morning turn on the morning mix up with jay and sarah on 95.7 the mix dancing with yourself is one of those signs where maybe maybe you don't drink quite so much what (laughs) you don't drink so much yeah when when you're out there and you're like i am the man and you've you've had a oh, few see, too I many. I always just figure that dancing by my by yourself, by, dancing by myself, that's just not actually out on the dance floor kind of thing. <laughs> that's more like when you're home and you're just kind of rolling that's through the fine. house. That's fine. If you're right? if you're cleaning up the kitchen or something and and you're getting your groove on, that's fine. I'm saying when you're out at the place, whatever the place may be, the club or the bar or the whatever, and all of a sudden you look down and you realize. Oh, I'm dancing. I think also, those are very secure people. I'm by that, myself right now. That can do that. You have to be very secure to do that. I don't know. Or inebriated, which kind of is the theme of, of our bonehead of the day here. A little bit, yeah. Just just like three or four times over. He might, he might have a bit of an issue, <laughs> right. is what we're saying. Oh, do you want me to handle this one? Oh, please do. <laughs> okay. You, you found the bonehead this morning. I think you should cover it. Lawrence. Lawrence. Good morning, Lawrence. How are you today? Probably get a good night's sleep? Is that jail cot? Okay. Okay. <laughs> 58 years old, showed up to his arrangement, uh, arraignment uh, with the judge last Thursday while visibly drunk, according to charges filed by the Tyrone Police Department. As soon as he entered the courtroom, officers said they could smell alcohol, and they noted that he had extremely red bloodshot eyes. Now, it's worthy to note that this arraignment was for a previous DUI case. <laughs> wow. He crashed his car into a fence. Uh, and at the time that he crashed his car into a fence, uh, he was already on probation for two other DUI cases. Two more! Yeah, so oh, we're good. up to number four here. Um, yeah. So in August of 2021, he crashed into a mailbox. In November of 2021, 20, um, they arrested him again. He'd been stumbling around a store buying more alcohol. And by the time the police got there, he was sitting in the driver's seat of his car getting ready to pull away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Williams told them that he drove himself to court with a rental car. <laughs> Who rented this guy a car? I don't know. But then they took him to the hospital and got lab results and then was brought back to court to face charges for all of the things 
So many things. So, so, so many things. Four DUI cases in a year. You know what? I've changed my mind. This guy should just quit all of that and start dancing by himself. Yes. It would be less dangerous for everyone involved. You just want to go, oh, bless your heart. Not really. Quit being a bonehead. Well. Don't get on the road. Obviously, there are issues there, right? For sure, for sure. So. But yeah, bonehead of the day. (laughs) This guy. Just showing up to, showing up to court. Look, he just took a little nip to relax. (laughs) Calm his nerves. If if you're having to go to court because of alcohol issues and you show up at court, it's not there, judge. How you doing today? Yeah, come on now. (laughs) You might just have a problem. Bless him. Our morning show has it all. News, trivia, and music. The Morning Mix-Up with Jay and Sarah. It just entertains me and gets me through the annoying drive. On 95.7 The Mix. Kind of an interesting story here, and it spurred our question of the day. It did. It's talking about moving and how many times the average person actually moves. And I think think we're going to skew at high... (laughs) <laughs> because of uh, military reasons, right? Absolutely. So the average American has packed up all their stuff and moved five times in their life. And I'm a little surprised by that. Are you? Uh, yeah, that seems... That seem, Honestly, that seems more than I thought it would be for the average American. Well, I mean, if you think about the moves you make... If, and I would assume that maybe people, like, if they go out of state to college and then they get married, that that sort of thing, when you just pack up right. and move. I mean, so right there, you've got at least two or three. That's true. So the five average, I think, is about right. And then, you know, you sprinkle some military in there. <laughs> You're all over the place. Or some people like Mike, who said 14 times. 14 times right? Mike has moved. I don't think I'm up to that. I have, I'll, have to, I'll have to run that down before we actually start talking about all of the answers and stuff. But, yeah, 23% have moved seven times or more. 11% have moved five times or uh, fewer than two times. That would mean you'd like... Born, raised, and stay. I mean, like the same house. Yes. Right. That those those are the stories that are interesting to me. I do know a lot of people around this area, around Valdosta, Hey Hira, so on and so forth, that uh, were born here, and raised here, and stay here, and and that's what they want, and that's what they enjoy. You know, and then I need to know, are they talking about packed up all their stuff and moved? So does this mean you've moved out of your parents' house or you stayed there? Is that that uh, that was the stat that I was wondering about? I don't know. It's, it's not really clear on that. So. But I just different. You know, city. And this and this could be um, just to move across town, though, if you look at it that way, too. Exactly. Right? Versus moving to a different place, a different town, a different state. I. But then that's why we were like, how many different places and where was your favorite? Right. So we, we've kind of got you going in different And there's places. no perfect answer here. We're just curious. No, and, because and, if I had to figure up the other way, yeah, that'll take me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and and I'm going to default with you as far as uh, saying my favorite place to live. 
I had different favorites based on what was going on and, right. and th- that time in my life, whether I was a little kid or a teenager or so on and so forth. I mean, because when you're little, you really don't know better, right? Yeah. I mean, I have extraordinarily fond memories of being in Kentucky, okay, and in a little town called Danville and and uh, Lexington, Kentucky. It was a great town. I loved that, but I was just a little one. I had no stress. I had no bills. I had no right. anything, you right. know. All I had to do was just... Be a kid and have fun. So, of course, I have good memories of that place. So when it comes to the actual moving itself, 34% of people who move consider themselves prepared labelers, meaning they organize and plan out their packing well in advance. Is there any other way? I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) You see, because that's not how I roll. (laughs) A quarter, 24%, identify as Panic packers, someone who waits until the last minute to prep for the move and lacks organization overall. So are you a panic packer? I don't panic. In fact, I take pride in in fitting luggage into spaces. Like, that's that's my thing. That's my organization. I'm good at doing that. But as far as labeling and what goes where, I don't care. How do you not? I mean, so when you, like, if you would move a whole house... That would drive me insane not to know what boxes went in what room and and be like, okay, so where's all the stuff for the kitchen? And you're like, oh, it's in the bedroom upstairs. That just would I, make no sense to I'm me. I'm more about the, the space efficiency. And maybe this comes from, from doing all the, the big vacation trips where you only have so much space in the bags. But I'm talking about actual moving. I know. <laughs> I know. That's different than packing for a trip. I know. I still like the design of of efficiently getting the stuff in the space. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's my organization. Whereas you, you would have everything the kitchen stuff goes with the kitchen. You want stuff as few boxes as possible, correct. basically. Yes. No, I need the boxes to contain the things to go in the rooms where they belong. I mean, that would be like putting so, the couch in the dining room. Just and, order one moving van per room, and uh, no, you got to no, cover. No. No, <laughs> not at all. You haul one A. That is not it. As long as you properly label the outsides of the boxes, you are doing fine. You would laugh at my storage slash laundry room out in our, that's off of our carport then. Yeah. <laughs> because I do have shelves and I do have bins that each, there's labels on the uh, I was about to ask you, do you have a professional labeler? No, I don't. I'm not that bad. Okay. It would be kind of cool, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know a good present to get you one day. I'm going to get you a labeler. You walk back in here and everything in the studio will be labeled. I'll be looking at the monitor. What is that? It says monitor. (laughs) You'll be sitting there and I'll walk by and I'll like slap a label on your head. (laughs) Jay. Mornings are about coffee, good music, breakfast. Enjoy them even more with Jay and Sarah. I listen to the radio every morning. The Morning Mix-Up on 95.7 The Mix. Sarah, are you ready for some headlines? I am. Oh, good, because I got a cheeky monkey. I I love that. (laughs) That was the first thing that popped out at me this morning. I think it was actually the first thing I said to you this morning. Oh, wow. It was. You know, there's simply not enough news stories out there that open up with cheeky monkey, but uh, we're going for it this morning. Here we go. These are all real, by the way. We don't make this stuff up. This is actual news. 
Cheeky Monkey steals key evidence, including potential murder weapon, to halt trial. There has got to be a great story behind that. I haven't looked it up yet. I just wanted to savor that headline, but I need to go see what's going on. It better be one good story to live up to that headline, though. I mean, though. that's like a movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. 2,000-year-old <laughs> Roman bust bought from Texas Goodwill for thirty-four ninety-nine. And how much was it worth? Do we know? <laughs> I didn't open it up, but certainly more than thirty-four ninety-nine. Yeah. Well, maybe. How did it end up in Texas, first off, but then a Goodwill store? I don't understand, I, I, but that well, was Well, I mean, lots of people just go ahead and, you know, dump stuff off at the... At the Goodwill. Well, it happened with that um, with that uh, Da Vinci painting, or so-called Da Vinci painting, showed up, and it was bought for what a couple thousand dollars or something, and then and then once they scanned it, and then people started thinking it was an actual Da Vinci, it became hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes, it doesn't actually give the uh, worth in the story. Really? It just says that it does have a really cool history to it, though. Um, apparently, it was um, found to have been listed in a 100-year-old catalog from a German art museum, and it was brought to the U.S. by a World War II soldier. So it's going to be displayed at the San Antonio Museum of Art for a year, and then it will be returned to Germany. Good. That's cool. The shipping will cost more than $34.99. I'm sure. <laughs> California couple arrives home to find hundreds of birds in their house. Just no. Wow. Everything was ruined. The couches, the blinds, the, all of the things, the carpet. A uh, California man charged for opening door, walking on wing as jet taxis. This we've had a rash of these stories. Now I would be interested in seeing what day of the week that was last week, because I can't remember which day exactly. But one of those days was walk on your wild side. That might have been that. I just hope it wasn't the tacos and tequila night. <laughs> well, <laughs> could have been. <laughs> you know, when you go out and party with Lloyd, things happen. I'm just saying. We we'll see, look the other way on that one. We see you, Missy. <laughs> we got a, a great text from Missy this morning about she that. She really enjoyed that Thursday evening. That's awesome. Uh, 500 kilos of cocaine found in coffee bags at Nespresso plant. Are you a Nespresso fan? If you've been, <laughs> if you, if you've been, you like are now <laughs> a Nespresso drinker, and you're like, this stuff is great. I love it. Let's go to work. Let's mow the grass. Let's do the things. You might want to check. <laughs> check your Nespresso. If it really gets you going. Boy, I'm addicted to coffee. The quicker picker-upper. Uh, Pennsylvania man arrested three times for DUI shows up drunk to court. Yep, that was our bonehead today. That was today. our bonehead of the day, yeah. Another Pennsylvania man threatened with knives and chainsaw over a pet gecko. And I read this headline and I went, yep, that's the one. That's going to be the weirdest, the wildest. How do you top threatened with, you know, knives and chainsaw over a pet gecko? And then Florida. Then Florida was like. Slides in last for the win. Hey, man. Kind of like Rich Strike. <laughs> <laughs> you would have just put the bet down. I know.
800 and something dollars you would want. I know. So Florida steps in at the very end with this headline. Circumcision <laughs> rage. Circumcision rage leads to Florida bust. I'm not even going to go look at the story. I don't want to read that I one. I don't want to know that one. I don't one. know what that kind of rage is about. The morning mix-up is not your typical morning show. It gets you going, gets the blood circulating, you know you might bounce with it. It just gets me pumped up. I like to laugh in the morning. Every weekday morning. I love the morning show. The morning mix-up with Jay and Sarah. On 95.7 The Mix. Thank you very much for tuning in, Jay and Sarah, in the morning mix-up. Ooh, we got the dirt. Top stories in pop culture news. So Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock got on stage together, which in and of itself would be just a fantastic show, right? Right. So they were doing some stand-up in L.A., and they joked about their respective attacks. Because first was the slap heard around the world. Right, and then the and guy then the other with, day, with the fake gun with the knife blade attached to it that came running at Chappelle. You know, everybody's okay. Chris Rock, however, has finally come out and said the first thing that could be even the remotely slightest bit negative about Will Smith. He said, I got smacked by the softest guy that ever rapped. Because <laughs> Chappelle was was making fun of his guy. Yes. Saying, you know, something derogatory about the guy that attacked him sure. or whatever. And uh, Chris Rock was like, oh, yeah. yeah, you think that's ridiculous? Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got the slept. softest rapper ever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of the guy who's the softest that ever rapped, his movie Emancipation is being delayed until 2023. Uh, expected to be another award winner for Apple and would have been the first movie since Will's slap at the Oscars. You know what? And I think at some point we're going to get over this. We're going to move on. Seriously. And, uh, like, we need to, please. Can we? Uh, Pete Davidson in the news brought up Kanye during his stand-up set at the Netflix is a Joke, The Festival, and he secretly hopes that Kanye disguises himself as a housekeeper like in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, and comes back to work for Kim and, and Pete. <laughs> wow. Oh, he had I, to clear up this misconception. Uh, Kanye's claim Pete has been checked. And he does not indeed have HIV or AIDS, just so everybody is all clear about that. Now, Kanye did drop his new video, Life of the Party, and guess what he doesn't do in it? Anything with Pete Davidson? He doesn't do anything to hurt Pete Davidson. Well, thank goodness, because not a great track record. No, not at all. Uh, Unfortunate news here, and I I mean, we weren't there, we don't know, it's just reports, but... Fred Savage in the news. Fired as the director and executive producer on the new Wonder Years reboot over claims of misconduct. Now, there's no specific word as to what's gone on, but it uh, source claims it included verbal outbursts and inappropriate behavior. I will tell you, this is not the first time I've read reports about this with Fred Savage, though. Hmm. Living up to his last name. And finally, Rob Zombie. I don't get to talk about Rob Zombie much anymore because I left the rock station to come over here to mix, and Rob Zombie's not, you know, the uh, the biggest collection of music in our song list here. Yeah, mix. I think it's zero. Yeah. However, <laughs> Rob Zombie is also a director, and his Munsters movie is going to be coming out soon. I've seen some some pictures and stuff from the sets and everything. 
I'm I'm down. I want to see a Rob Zombie well, monster movie. Well, sir, don't drink a lot of soda, though. Yeah, three hours long? Yeah. For a monster For movie? For a monster's movie, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, three hours is normally your epic movie, your, your Titanic, you know. Yeah, your dances with wolves. I understand why there was an intermission at Gone with the Gone Wind. Gone with the Wind. Yes, okay, but... The monsters. But the monsters. <laughs> like, what kind of epic tale are we telling here? I don't know. It's gonna be. Maybe he just couldn't bring himself to cut any of the beautiful footage. I have no idea. I will absolutely eat my words if it's great, though. Okay. Well, sure. I make that promise to Rob Zombie okay. right now. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Wake up every weekday with Jay and Sarah. Makes me laugh. Gets you in a good mood. The morning mix-up on ninety-five point seven. The mix. We got to talk about the Derby. <laughs> well, it aside from my my um, misfortune, <laughs> you're you're not placing the bet right. like you do every year. Yeah, but it's actually an incredible rags to literal riches story. Um, Rich Strike wasn't even in the field until Friday when another horse had to scratch, and so he comes into the field and he's. Not in the best starting position because he's a scratch. And, I mean, he's starting in place of a scratched horse. He's not the biggest. He's not the best trained horse. He's a valued at $30,000 prior to the win against all these other million-dollar horses that have all these paid professional trainers and all this fancy equipment and there's this, this, and this, and this. And they've proven themselves, you know, with wins on other tracks Rich Strike, not so much. He was an 80 to 1 long shot. Yeah, 80 to 1 odds. And then if you actually watch the race, and if you can find the drone view of the race, that's the one you need to watch. And when you listen to the race being called, it's the announcers talking about number two and number three the whole way. The entire right. way. It, nobody's talking about. Nobody's talking about this horse. And then there's like this little juke move at the end where he has to come from the inside of the track where he's behind a horse. He has to shoot over to the side and shoot up. And the announcers don't even mention him to like mm, the last, what, two seconds of the race? Yeah. And Second? that was it. I, that I've was got it. some audio. Check it out. If I can get it to load. Here it is. In the Kentucky Derby. Rich strike. There he is. coming up on the inside. And that's it. That's the wow. only time you ever so, hear his name. Two seconds before Not the end of the two race. Two seconds. I mean, he's saying, and Rich Strikes coming up on the inside. And as he's finishing that sentence, that horse is crossing the finish line, to which he follows up with, oh my goodness, the longest odds. Yeah. That's just unheard of, especially the Kentucky Derby. And let me just tell you the photo that was captured between the jockey and the horse. After it kind of settled down a little bit, I mean, it's like the, the, the jockey's standing in front, the horse is resting his head on the jockey's shoulder, right. and they're both almost like forehead to forehead kind of thing. They're just, it's like he's hugging the horse, facing him. And it looks like the horse is smiling. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's the sweetest picture. I mean, just absolutely incredible. And I just think it's such a great story. And it's such a great thing to learn from. You know, you don't have to 
have all the fancy stuff or the be the biggest or the best or the whatever it is. It's your grit, your determination, your heart. And obviously, Rich Strike had a lot of heart on Saturday. No kidding. Just fun. It makes me feel good. Jay and Sarah are about... Lots of fun. Gets my day started. They're the first horse spot here in the morning. Turn on the morning mix. On 95.7, the mix. This is awesome. Where did you find this, (laughs) This the Starbucks story? This is fantastic. So you remember last week when we were talking about dog names, and I said the best way to test out a dog name was to go out on your front porch and just yell it like you're calling for the dog in your neighborhood to see how good or how ridiculous it might sound. Sure. Probably would have saved my mom a whole lot of heartache when we named our dog Romeo. (laughs) Okay. Just saying. All right. You're four out. (laughs) Exactly. So... Somebody posted this idea on a mom blog for testing out baby names before you name your baby. And it may just be one of the most. It's brilliant. It's one of the brightest suggestions I think I've ever seen. It's like genius. So use it the next time you order at Starbucks. So when they ask for your name, give them the baby name that you're thinking about using. And you can learn three different things. Can they spell it? Can they pronounce it? And how are other people going to react when they hear it? Now, they did mention that the uh, the person who came up with the idea, what did they call their kid? Yeah, see, I don't understand how the barista actually spelled it and pronounced Xanthe, spelled X-A-N-T-H-E. Must Xanthe. Have, must have had like a, like a literature college student <laughs> working part-time as a barista. I think, you know, before you do the Starbucks test, though, and I'm not saying it's not a good test, because spelling, pronunciation, how do people react to the name? I, You know, there's... That's actually a pretty cool little idea. I mean, it's not bad. But did you ask yourself, if I name my kid Xanthi, is somebody going to stuff them in a locker in school? The Xanthi. Well, I mean, that's kind of where you get the reaction, right? Is that, that's the third question. I think that's the third. How will other people react? Yeah. I just don't, I think, I think she had a great suggestion, but then I don't, I I think at that point on the mommy blog, she might've exaggerated, exaggerated just a little bit because who out there is not going to spell Xanthi with a Z first try. Right. I mean, our kids are all phonetic spellers now. They've been taught that way for years. If I asked my 21-year-old university student right now to text me what they think that spelling would be, it would be a Z. I'm sure of it. Apparently, they missed out on the absolute classic 1980 film, Xanadu. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really alone. We're here to get you going. I'm really alone. With Jay and Sarah. Oh, yeah. Good morning. The Morning Mix-Up on 95.7 The Mix. I was like, how is there possibly a current Wizard of Oz story? And it's coming to theaters. That's awesome. It is. June 10th, 1920. Well, on June 10th, yeah, 1922. Francis, Francis Ethel Gum came into the world. I had no idea who that was. Judy Garland. It's Judy Garland, right? I did not realize that that was her birth name. Now, she would grow up to be one of the biggest actresses of her time, one of the best singers of her time um, before she passed away back in 1969. Now, we all know what her pivotal role was, obviously, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. 
Um, and so uh, on what would have been her 100th birthday this year, uh, they're going to bring back Wizard of Oz to theaters, which so many people are a huge fan of that movie. We, we grew up watching that. It would... Um, it was Thanksgiving. I think everybody kind of sort of remembers that. That was like the the big Thanksgiving They night always had movie. it on the network. Yes. Yeah, it was always uh, played on that evening. And a lot of us grew up watching that um, on that night. And I think that's something um, I, I, I want to share that experience because I've never seen it on the big screen. It's always been on I television. I was about to say, I, I seem to recall this has happened before where they brought it like limited, but it was only in just theaters in just the biggest cities like New mm-hmm. York and LA and and stuff like that whereas with Fathom Events um I know they do that stuff right here in Valdosta. Yeah, so I'm Valdosta Cinemas. Ch- check that one out. Um I think they may have done it for the 50th anniversary of the movie, maybe the 75th, if I can't remember, but they so good stuff. And now you can go look at the size of those flying monkeys. <laughs> Wake up, gotta move, gotta move. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Turn the radio on. The best way to wake up is with Jay and Sarah. The morning mix-up. Weekdays on 95.7 The Mix. So my mother, in preparation of uh, some family members from England coming over to visit, one of them loves this cake that my mom made one time, which was a cinnamon apple cake. So my mother, in preparation, you know how she does. Of course she made one. Sure. Right? So she did all the things. She got home from work and got all the ingredients together. And she sliced up the Granny Smith apples and really, you know, you know how she does. She puts heart and soul in this kind of stuff. And then uh, put put the cake together and and put it in the oven. And then she's putting away her ingredients. Okay? Oh, what did she forget? And grabs the bottle of cinnamon. And as she's placing the bottle of cinnamon back up on the shelf... It turns the label to show that it's cumin. Oh, Ooh. oh, oh! <laughs> I bet right. that tasted interesting. So, zoom up a little while later when the house is smelling good with the cake baking in the oven, and my father says, uh, "Wow, honey, that, that smells really good in here. I wouldn't mind having a slice of that." And um, he goes, "But of course, I understand it's for the family. We can't do that." And my mom goes, "Oh no, have a piece." <laughs> here you go here wow you go, jack please please try it let me know please <laughs> please go ahead and eat some wow so anyway we had a good laugh and believe it or not it wasn't bad we all tried it yesterday well okay yeah so uh, it's like a spicy apple cake all right so i want to move on to some really good news that we got um for our very own lloyd carter uh, who does afternoons here. Um, I don't know, you know, if this goes down and he keeps getting any bigger with his music, we may not, you know, he may just become too big for us. For now, we shall keep him. <laughs> because we need to congratulate him. Um, he has been nominated as the best male country vocalist for the Josie Music Awards. Now, I know that's not a big name, but what it is, is it's the largest, most respected, most prestigious, independent music awards ceremony out there. So for those folks who are out on their own with making their own music yeah. and they're not backed by a label or anything, these are the awards you want to be nominated to. 
52,442 submissions this year. 1.8% of those submissions received a nomination. Lloyd Carter is one of them. So we congratulate him. And uh, we will be watching October 23rd to see if he is announced as their best Absolutely. male country artist. That's that so is... awesome. And, and Lloyd is so down to earth about all of this stuff. He's like, yeah, man, I'm just, you know, having a good time with my friends. I just, it's like, wow, this is like happening to our friend. Right. Meanwhile, if that was me, I'd be like, I'm basically Elvis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's awesome. Yes. He's like our own little award winner. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, we're so proud of him and join, I, we posted the story. Actually, I shared his story about it. So please go on up on our Facebook page and comment and tell him congratulations and show him a little bit of love. Um, I know we don't play his music as a rule around here. We may have to break that as the awards show gets a little bit closer. Though. Absolutely. Rules. <laughs> We're called the mix for a reason. I don't, I don't do well with those sometimes. All right. So feel good stories of the day before we go. All right. So a reporter in Australia named Paul Burt was live... On the air, when he saw a 10-year-old boy start drowning in the ocean. So, he just stopped what he was doing, ran over, jumped in, and helped save him. (laughs) He said the whole time he was thinking of his own son, who's around the same age, and that was all he could do. And, of course, they've got that live, right there, saved for posterity, I mean, how cool is that? That's my kind of mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. and you're like, let me jump into hero mode. Oh, it's so cool. So, yeah, congratulations uh, to Paul Burt, who is the hero of the day. Excellent. While he was working. He was multitasking. He was. You know, generally speaking, as a reporter, one of the first rules is you report the news, you don't become the news. Nah, break that rule on the in this case. Well, yeah. So... I'm not saying that, uh, you know, the news isn't important, but at the same time, a life is a life. Absolutely. And for this guy to recognize what was going on and uh, and just jump out there, that's awesome. What a hero. When you first wake up, turn on Jay and Sarah. It wakes me up and it gives me energy to start my day. The morning mix-up gets me in a good mood. 95.7 The Mix.